In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore ye are feared. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful and that I have disobeyed you in my thoughts, words, and actions. I have done what is evil and failed to do what is good. For this I deserve your punishment, both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for my sins. And trusting in my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me. God, our Heavenly Father, has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Lord.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The first lesson for the third Sunday in Advent is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely the people are grass. Grass withers, the flower fades but the word of our God will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second lesson is written in the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 4. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory be to you, O Lord. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Whose way John the Baptist prepared. These words find their way into our liturgy every Advent. They're about Jesus. Whose way John the Baptist prepared. Of course, everything that John the Baptist did was about Jesus. It was that way from the very beginning, when when he was still in his mother Elizabeth's womb, St. Luke tells us that John leaped for joy when, while still an unborn child, he heard the greeting of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who had come to visit her cousin Elizabeth. Already then, John knew that his Lord, God in the flesh, was near. And so he danced for joy in her womb. And even Elizabeth knew that this was no ordinary kicking a baby does. John knew. And later, when John made the desert his home and he made locusts his diet, John knew that despite the crowds that had flocked to hear him preach and to receive his baptism, even then for him, it was all about the man to whom he pointed and called out, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Another thing that John knew was that if he was truly to be the forerunner of the Messiah, John knew that then there was to be in his future suffering. So when his disciples asked about Jesus, or when he was asked about Jesus, John then told his disciples, he said, he, that is Jesus, must increase. I must decrease. But when that decrease came, John's already jealous disciples could not have been too happy. For their master was in prison and he'd been languishing there for about a year. They might have been thinking to themselves, if if Jesus were really the Messiah, why wouldn't he free John, our master, from prison? Those would have been dark days for John and for his disciples, a darkness that, that no doubt filled and plagued their thoughts. It's It's not just the time of year which brings darkness into our lives and our hearts these days. We have been afflicted with decaying bodies and strained relationships, an uncertain economic future, and on top of that there are these increasing occasions of of incomprehensible evil. That's pure darkness. And then who could fathom, who could even fathom what further wickedness could could possibly come from the dark and depraved hearts of sinful man, inclined at their core towards sin? Well, it's true that not every darkened soul commits heinous crimes, Yet we know that the darkness is all around us. It's the darkness of lust that drives men like animals. 
It's the darkness of greed and envy that that has you measuring life by what you possess. It's the darkness of loneliness or resentment, bitterness, even despair. Ah, but it's Christmas, right? Away with such dark thoughts. Let's, Let's be merry instead. But let's not fool ourselves. For the cookies, the vodka, one more purchase might seem to push back the darkness for a little, but only for a moment. The darkness always returns. And the only ending to this darkness, it seems, is the everlasting darkness of closing eyes that will not reopen. The prophet was right. All flesh is grass. Like grass withers and fades our flesh. Even if we somehow managed to escape utter tragedy, the worst of the worst, we can't keep ourselves alive. So there's, there's only one way out of this darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ to whom we pray every single Advent on this, on this third Sunday of Advent, lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. The coming light of Jesus is the true and the ultimate cause for all rejoicing. This Sunday is called Gaudita Sunday, rejoice. For in the words of St. Paul, we hear today's intro, next Sunday's epistle, rejoice in the Lord. Always. That is, rejoice in every circumstance, if every time, both good and bad, and especially when the darkness of our hearts begins to strangle and suffocate us. You want to remember that St. Paul wrote those words, rejoice in the Lord always. He wrote those words from prison too. The Christian faith is not built on the power of positive thinking. It's not on just having a a don't worry, be happy attitude. The Christian faith is not strengthened when everything goes smoothly and then weakened when our world is tipped upside down. We rejoice in the Lord always, precisely because and only because the Lord is at hand. I'm sure that life was not pleasant for John the Baptist languishing in Herod's prison. And I'm sure it wasn't any better for his disciples who would soon get the the horrifying news of their teacher's execution. But it is precisely from that place where John instructs his disciples to go to Jesus. The answer to their questions, their doubt, their darkness and the darkness of their world is found only in the one who makes the blind see, the deaf hear, and so on. It is from this dark place, in these dark times, that Jesus' messenger directs those who are in mourning, those with overwhelming sadness, 
those riddled with guilt from the past, those afraid for their future. Go to Jesus. And it's not as though though he's going to make every problem go away. Jesus did not cure blindness or leprosy for everyone. It's safe to say that most people so afflicted stayed afflicted. And even those that he raised from death eventually died again. Still, go to Jesus. Hear what he says. See what he does. The key to all of it is in, the, is in G- how Jesus ends his list, this series of quotations from Isaiah about what the Messiah would do. Heal the sick. Give sight to the blind. Raise the dead. He ends the list with this. The good news is preached to the poor. Note that, only the poor. Those who have everything, those who lose, every, who lose nothing, suffer nothing, need nothing. But to the poor, the humble, those emptied of pride, who place no more trust in wealth, intellect, good deeds, even their own life, The poor abandon all hope in themselves. Abandon every claim upon God as though though he owed us something. Abandon every claim on others as though we were their superiors or masters. But to us poor beggars, the Lord Jesus comes to lighten our darkness. He comes with forgiveness for our sins. And he begins to heal us of our wounds, our wounded hearts and our souls so inclined to this darkness. And that healing goes on throughout life. As we learn from our Lord's constant forgiveness and love to love him and to love our neighbors. Shortly before his death, John gave his skeptical disciples the best gift he could, they could have received. He sent them to Jesus, whose way John had prepared. And what they saw in Jesus is what is coming for all of Christ's church on the last day, when he comes. On that day, the deaf will hear, and the blind will see. The lame will run and dance, and the diseased will be healed because the dead in Christ will rise to eternal life. Until that day, you and I continue to live in this this darkened world, which seems darker and darker by the day. (coughs) Yet it does us no good to simply curse the darkness, or even to summon our strength to safeguard our families and communities against it. Let's be clear, no amount of money will eradicate poverty. No amount of security will end violence. No amount of health care will rid us of disease. You want to safeguard your future, your children? Send them to Jesus. 
and then let them return to you with news of what they have seen and what they have heard. Then let us together hear the very good news he preaches to us and rejoice. The Lord is near. His advent, his coming is the cause for our rejoicing in every situation, in every circumstance. So keep on the way John the Baptist prepared, the way of repentance. Struggle against your sins, bear fruits of repentance, and cling only to Christ. He will lighten the darkness of your hearts. Amen. Peace be. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join now in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.
Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Church that she would rejoice in the glad tidings of her coming Savior and be comforted by the good news of his perfect life and sacrificial death for her salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our pastors, that they would regard themselves as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God, and that they may be found trustworthy as they carry out their duties, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our president and all those in high positions of authority among us, that they may be guarded from every evil and kept from using their power for selfish gain, serving always with the common welfare of all in mind. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the homeless and hungry and those who suffer want through unemployment, that they may receive the help that they need, and that we as God's blessed children would always stand ready to assist those in need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and suffering, that the one who gives sight to the blind, heals the lame, cleanses the lepers, gives hearing to the deaf, raises the dead, and preaches good news to the poor, may sustain them in their trials with his compassion and grant them healing in accord with his perfect will. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who come to Zion's feast today, that they would rejoice in the gracious visitation of their Savior at the holy altar, receiving his very body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins and the strengthening of their faith, let us pray to the Lord. Into your hands, dear Father, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, through you all things were created, and through you all things have their purpose. 
You judged the world through water, but saved believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. With water you rescued Israel from slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea, and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings, and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people, until it was time for your blessed passion, the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserve but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promised your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this holy supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. <laughs>